Hey everybody, it's Eric Taylor, founder of Salon Republic, and in this episode of The Hair Game, we continue our conversation with Andrew Does Hair, but we focus on photography, how to pose your client, how to use lighting, what kind of equipment to use. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so now the question is, uh, how does a hairdresser in the salon uh, take the best possible picture of their client which of course is going to be their portfolio on Instagram is going to help get them clients and, and help with their business. So you know so much about this. So here we are with a lot of natural light in the studio. So what would you do? The first thing I would say, we have these tiny little lights above us here. I would kill those if I was taking a picture. The, okay. the smaller your light source is, the harder the little highlights look. So you get little bright spots on the skin. So you want only large light sources, like the biggest you can get. That's why in the studio they'll use like the big softbox umbrella things, because it makes the light source bigger. Okay. So that would be number one. The second thing is these shades are brilliant. I would keep these down all day, every day if I was working here, because these will actually work to diffuse the sunlight. So harder light will, will make skin look rougher. It gives you like raccoon eyes if it's too bright and too harsh, but what these do is it softens up the light. So the transition from a highlight to a shadow is a lot smoother. Uh, it's like they're like diffusers. Yeah, it's exactly yes. like these things are brilliant for that. Okay. So with photography, it's more about the lighting than anything else. Like literally, you're recording light. You're recording light as it exists there. It doesn't matter if you're using an iPhone or Android or phone sorts or, or a DSLR. It's all about the light. Like if if you have really nice lighting, you can make a photo look amazing with a phone. Okay. So in here. I'm your client, you just finished with me, uh, where would you tell me to go? So I wouldn't want to have the bright outside behind you because then you you would be dark compared to what the camera's picking up back there. So right. what I would do is stand on this side and have you stand about here. Okay. The so, next thing I would do... So bright light behind you? Yeah, behind the photographer. from behind me or next to the model. So one thing I was really fortunate about at my original salon is my station was about here and then I had like a wall next to me, and then right behind me was a window like this with a big soft panel. And I didn't know anything about photography, but all day I had soft natural light on me, and I didn't realize that that's why some of my photos accidentally look really good. But anyway, so yeah, I would place you about here, okay, and then I would use one of these, which is the secret to amazing photos of hair. Tell everyone about that. What is that? So this is just a 19-inch reflector. It's eight dollars on Amazon. If you're going to do a fade. Or here, I'll even show you. So I don't know if you can pick this up in the camera there, but the light coming from above us and next to us, he has some shadows under his eyes here. So just moving this in the right place, it's kind of hard in here, but I don't know if you can see it up there. But this will take the shadows out from beneath his eyes. And what happens too is every little pore and every wrinkle in the face will have a shadow in it, so it looks rough. And if you fill the shadows from the opposite side with one of these, it smooths out the skin. Mm -hmm. So that's like, people use ring lights to do that too. If the mm -hmm. light's coming from every angle, it takes all the shadows out. I personally don't like ring lights because they, they make you look flat. Then you have no contours on your face. And to me, seeing the perfect little ring in the eyeball looks kind of weird. To, to me, when I see that, I go, oh, I don't believe what I'm looking at. Like, it's, it's one step away from Photoshop. But yeah, use one of these to fill shadows. And especially when you're doing a fade, uh, turn that way. I hope I can do this in here. Put my camera down. When you're, when you're doing a fade, when you're working with a fade, it's all about how much light passes through the hair to the scalp, and you want to have an even graduation of light showing the scalp to not showing the scalp. And so a lot of times, with the light only coming from one side, you get a shadow from this hair. So using this, hopefully it works. 
see the lightning here isn't very direct, so it's right. hard for me to bounce it right up on there. But if I use this in the right spot, I can put a highlight here. So a lot of times you'll see pictures of things on Instagram where you'll see a shadow above the ear right here. Mm -hmm. That's because they have either a light down here or a reflector. And I highly recommend a reflector just because it's so $8 and it, I keep one in my backpack all the time. I love it. And so you can hold this and take shots in time? No, I have a stand uh, okay. in my studio. It's okay. like $19 right. on Amazon. Or I'll just hand it to the client and say, here, hold that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then uh, another, another huge tip, I, I just started watching all these tutorials about posing people. Yeah. Uh, another huge tip for taking pictures of your models is learn to pose them. You know, I, so many people, they, they take like the mug shot standing against the wall. It's like, learn how to, there, there are YouTube videos about it, just YouTube. Uh, Peter Hurley is like a brilliant guy when it comes to this stuff. Just stupid little tricks, like ways to have them turn their head and stuff to try to emphasize their features and things. Uh, the other thing is drag your clients away from the wall. It's like, you don't want to have a shadow behind, behind them right on the wall. It looks like a mugshot. Uh, the other thing too is like, you, want, you don't want a picture of a haircut and a wall. You want a picture of a haircut where there happens to kind of be something in the background. So, like, that number one, the most distracting thing, like people will go, oh cool, a brick wall, we're gonna touch your head on that. And I'm like, it's too much, you can't soak in the haircut, you're looking at bricks, or you're looking at that painting, or, or something noisy and busy. Like you, if you have a noisy, busy background, you want it as deep and as far away as possible. And so the, the new iPhones have the depth effect on it. Yeah. So that, that helps you, uh, I, I don't know what the, the term is, but it, it defocus, it, I it guess. It isolates the subject. Isolates uh, the so, subject. I've known people who got that camera and then they, or got that phone and then they put their model on the wall and they go, the thing's not working. I'm like, it's a depth effect. You need depth behind right. them. Like, you gotta have the whole deep salon behind them. Uh, and that's, that's a cool effect and in the right circumstances. I've taken, I've taken pictures with my $5,000 camera here and then the same picture with that phone and it's like identical in the right circumstances. Right. In the wrong circumstance, like it's really hard if you're doing like spiky hair, it'll blur out some of the hair thinking it's part of the background, that sort of thing. But, but it's still, a really neat thing that I would like to get one of these days still. Okay, so I, what I gleaned, the, the most valuable, valuable piece of information that you said, I think, to people is that the, the source of light should really be behind the, the photographer, right? It should yeah, shine upon here and then you can fill with this. Yeah, exactly. Right? Either, either behind you or from the side of you, or, or if, if it's like 7.30 p.m. and the sun is like coming in at a real steep angle, you can put the light behind them and that looks magical. Like you see that in every wedding photo shoot ever. Sure. Uh, but like I actually, I started booking my clients back when I worked in the salon. Now I don't go out of the studio to take pictures, but back in the salon, I would book my clients specifically for like 7.30 PM so that their hair would be ready to shoot as the sun was perfect. Because during during the middle of the day when it's bright like this, the sun is horrible like that. Uh, don't don't take your models outside if it's noon. Uh, my, what I would started doing is I would look at the shadows under cars. Because to the untrained eye, I would, just, I would uh, take a picture of your car. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. <laughs> to, to the inexperienced untrained eye, which I still mostly have, I would take a picture in bright daylight and go, okay, something about it doesn't look good. And I, I couldn't quite figure it out. And I, I had a hard time recognizing it before I would take the photo. But now if I'm not sure about the light outside, I just look under a car. And if it has a hard line shadow, yeah. don't take a picture. Oh, if, if the car has no shadow or a really soft shadow, then it's like, fire as many shots as you can. Right, very, very interesting. Okay, so a lot of people take pictures outside. So you're, you're saying straight up, just don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't do it unless it's six in the morning or 7.30 p.m. Okay, all right, very or, interesting. Or if you have a huge shaded area, do it in the shade. Okay. 
Okay. All right. So let's go into a, a studio that does not have as much natural light, and let's see what we do there. So, you know, my, my opinion, are, you're not filming, are you? I am. Okay. <laughs> we can just edit this out because Okay, my this opinion is, is that not enough people take photography seriously. Yeah. And they don't, they're not intentional about it. They don't yeah. think about it enough. And that's what I like about you is something happens to you, you go out and read a book, right? And that's awesome. But most people, if things aren't working out really well, they just kind of like don't really think about it again. They, they try it just to cut your hair. That's their answer for everything. I need to do a better haircut. Seth Godin once wrote in his blog, and it was one of my favorite blog posts from him. He said, paraphrased, if you're the second best violinist in the world, practicing the violin isn't going to do you any good. But learning how to get a good recording and get a right marketing deal and, and get out there and promote yourself is what's going to make you successful. So it, that's and that's why. So when I read that, I realized like, okay, I don't. If I could cut, and when I realized this, it was kind of a game changer for me. I could cut hair twice as good tomorrow th than I do right now. Like, let's say I got a magic pill, and tomorrow I'm twice as good. How does it change my career? It doesn't. But if I can take a better photo, that's going to help my career. Right. If I could, if I right now I need to learn how to do videos, so YouTubers just stop hating on me. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so that's why I started looking into photography. Is you you can. It doesn't matter what you do, it's what you do with what you do. So if you do the best haircuts ever and you're taking horrible pictures of them, people aren't going to soak it in, you're not going to share it with the world. It's about, you know, you're sugarcoating it, you're making it pretty, you're making it digestible. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so in, the, so in this studio... Scenario two here. Scenario two, okay. How do we get a good photo? You know, uh, Jane Doe just did the most amazing hair color that she's ever done in her life. Yeah. And. It, it matters to her client a great deal, but you know, let's really take advantage of that. Let's take a great picture of it. How would she do it? So the first thing that I notice in here is again the track lights, which are great for while you're doing work, but taking photos, that's horrible. The small light source, you're gonna get harsh highlights. The other thing, huge thing, this is a very yellow light. That's a very white light. Yep. This is a soft yellow light. So we have different color temperatures in here. Right. And with most cameras and camera phones, is going to try to auto white balance, but if you have three different versions of white in the room, it's not going to have an accurate color. So you can take a picture of a blonde in here, and it looks warm, and uh, or or unevenly warm because the light coming off of here is going to be kind of hot, and the light coming next to it is going to be kind of cool. So the iPhone auto white balances. Every camera pretty much will pick an automatic white balance based on what it thinks is white in the room. So with three different light sources in three different colors, the camera's going to have no idea. Something's going to look too blue or too yellow. So the first thing I would do is kill any lights that are not the same color. Yes. And looking in here, I see these are, again, just open bulbs that are small. Yep. They'll give you harsh highlights. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I learned pushing buttons here is the track lights and the chandelier are on the same right. thing. So I would, I would turn them off. Oops. And work with yeah. this light over here, which yep. seems like madness because it's not that bright. Right. But it's a soft light source. It's one uniform color. So I would start by trying to pick pictures with that. And actually, this, this here makes a good backdrop. Right. Uh, so we dropped this so and makes a good backdrop. And, and we have a, well, let's imagine we don't have a ring light. Are you going to get a decent photo without a ring light? So what I could get in this room is maybe a moody photo, something that is 
kind of uh, intimate, intense looking, because it's kind of dark and soft in here. If I wanted to just say, no, no, this is the hair color, I would definitely have to bring in some kind of lighting, uh, like this ring light that we brought in here. Okay, so we brought our ring light in. We have so many of these at the office, we bring them everywhere. So, okay, what would you do to this? Let's say I'm the model again. So if I'm shooting your hair color and I want the back of your head, right. I would just point this right at you, boom, easy. And then you shoot right through the hole here. Yeah. If I was not, trying, not right up against this no, like this. pull you away from the wall quite yeah. a bit. So for taking a picture of the back of your head or something just to showcase what the haircut looks like, this lighting is plenty good. Uh, I would say if you want to get a picture that's going to, well, I'm going to add in a new thing here. I try not to take pictures of haircuts. I try to take pictures about my client who happened to get his haircut by me. So yeah, I try to get cool angles and cool lighting things. And so if I were to just take a picture of your face, like dead on here, step forward just a little bit. So the skin looks really smooth and neat and clean, which is good for if you're trying to show off makeup and, and just make someone look like a blank canvas. But if you're trying to make somebody look interesting or cool, that doesn't really do it so much. You want to add some shadows in there to carve their face and give them facial features. So what I would do with a ring light is move it off center and not shoot straight through it. So maybe bring it up here. So now, suddenly he has shadows on the side of his head. Come on, focus. So now he's got shadows. No shadows is boring. Shadows is interesting. So, what about that? Could we, we'll, we'll, we'll bring that in here. So, uh, let, me, let me try to pose you for a second here. I'm gonna show off your fade, so. All right, so I'm gonna be you for a second. Okay. Ro rotate to about here, yep. and then like kind of lean inward this way, like, and get all this skin real tight. Like you do like this kind of number like this, and then take your ears and bring them toward the camera. So what that's gonna do is tighten up your skin here, and give you a little bit of a jawline. Actually, I don't need the reflector, but I might need the reflector for this part. So what, what I'm doing here is I have, I have the light hitting right on your fade, which is gonna make your fade really pop. Okay. And then on the opposite side of your head, you have shadows, which is gonna give you contours and make you look interesting. So if wow. the opposite side was too dark, so get, get that swagger stance on again. Okay. And then I'm gonna hold this, right? You, the, hold, you hold it right there if you can. Oh, look at that, that's so cool. So we still have the, the bright highlights right on the fade to kind of make the fade pop. There's still shadows on the opposite side to contour his face and give him some dimension and depth but it's not blacked out on that side. Uh, Google the inverse square law and watch Peter Hurley describe it. It'll, it'll tell you where to put the light based on the effect you want to get. I could go and do it here, but Peter Hurley explains it better. Okay, so okay, that's pretty amazing. So if you, if you want to get good at photography, study lighting and like really study it. And, and, you know, don't worry about buying a $5,000 camera. Just study lighting and use your iPhone. I, I should have done it with the iPhone right now. Would've, it would have looked just as good. Yeah, I will assume that it's gonna look as good. Uh, a lot of people have said that it's very similar. So, okay, the hairdresser in the salon, how much time should they allot to take a picture of their client? 
What I started noticing is, well, fourth reason I would run negative clients is I wanted to take their picture. If I got a client who looked particularly good or they had really cool hair, what I started doing is I told my wife, on Thursday nights, don't wait up. I'll be home when I'm home and you know, have yourself some dinner, I love you, I'll see you tomorrow. So on Thursday nights I would stay as late as I had to stay to do a haircut for a photo. Just because it was that important that I put out good work on my Instagram. And so granted, not everybody's trying to do what I'm trying to do with Instagram, but it's your portfolio. And when you meet a stranger and say, oh, I do hair, and they look at your Instagram, you want them to trust you, so you want to have your best work on there. So what I'm getting at is make time to do the best photos you can. Uh, you can't, you can of course grab some here and there like throughout your day. If I had a cancellation or a lunch break, I would spend a little bit of time getting a photo. The other thing too is the, the more you do it, the faster you can get it done. Mm -hmm. So doing these late Thursday nights will give you, it'll give you an idea like, okay, I know I like the light here and the reflector here. And so when you're in the salon, you can recreate it like in two seconds instead of figuring it out every time. Mm -hmm. So in my studio, it's actually very similar to this room, about the same size. I have big soft boxes mounted on the wall on arms. And I can finish a haircut and within two minutes, I can have like fully lit, backdrop down, everything, like literally two minutes and then it's like a photo shoot. And, uh, and you get to that point by just doing pictures of haircuts throughout my day, you know right. what I mean? I, I need time to get better at it and make sure. it a priority. So a lot of hairstylists say um, they forget, right? They, they're going through their day yeah. and they've got a couple people uh, waiting and they don't want to take the time to, to shoot pictures. What, what do you say to that? Thursday nights, man. Make, Thursday make, nights. Make All a right. Thursday night to specifically make content, even if you don't post it. The thing is, when I started taking pictures of haircuts, I got better at haircuts. Uh, and I know this has happened to you. You do a fade where you're like, that's a good fade. And then when you go to take a picture of it, you look at the picture later and you go, oh my God. <laughs> and, and you see things you didn't see before. So I started to catch those things earlier and earlier after recognizing what it looks like through the lens of the camera. And it made me a better haircutter. It made me, it made me look at the shape of the haircut and the shade. And it made me really break it down like way more OCD, like ADD status. That's so interesting. So uh, I, I've also heard the excuse that um, they're a little nervous to ask their clients to take their pictures. Yeah. When, when you say that, I've I've had that. Uh, you know how awkward it is being. I remember this guy uh, Dan came in for a haircut one time, and he looked like Captain America, but like a little rougher. And I was like, oh, this is like a good-looking guy. And I was so nervous. I just met him, and I wanted to take his picture so bad. And I was like. And I just asked him. I mean, some people get weird. I, I, I've had clients who I've known for years just go, no, I don't, know. I don't want to be in your stream. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, so just ask. Uh, sure. the, the thing is, five years ago, it was kind of weird. Right. Now it's the norm. Totally. Now people are like, it's a compliment. They're like, oh, you think I'm good enough to go on your Instagram page? Cool. Yeah. And they're insulted if you don't ask yeah, them. Yeah, I, I've heard this from so many clients that they yeah, actually yeah, they well, why don't I get it on the page. Right. The other thing, that the worst case scenario is I'll take a picture of somebody and then I don't post it because later I'll find like a hair out of place or something that I'm like, no, I can't use that. And the next time I see that client, they're like, oh, was, was my hair not good? Was my face too fat? I'm like, no, no. I was like, no, literally. And I was telling them, like, there was a loose hair on her face and I just couldn't use it. That's so funny. Okay, so this is, I think this is very valuable information. Um, there's one other thing that I want to show you. And that is the social media wall uh, in the salon, Salon Republic at uh, Beverly Hills Wilshire. We, we are experimenting with social media walls to create the ideal uh, place for our hairstylists to, to take pictures. So I want to show it to you. 
And then we can get back to answering some of the, uh, the audience questions. Sound good? Can't wait. These are dimmable. Make one, make one of them half as bright as the other. That's how you want to take the picture. Yeah, because yeah. then you get the contrast. Okay. So if they're taking a picture of essentially the back of, of the head to show off the color, would you say the same? No, if you're doing the back of the head and you're showing off color, put them both full bright. Yeah. If you're doing anything from the front to the side and you want to have like the shadows and the contour, have, them, have one of them half as bright, but not off. Because if right. it's off, then we have one small light where two lights will be a little bit smoother looking. Right. Uh, I would say the next thing you want to buy here is, of course, the reflector. Yeah. And I'll send you a link, but there's a stand. So if I held this, excuse us. Sorry. Essentially, you want to make a clamshell. So this is the top half of the clamshell. This is the bottom half. Okay. And they would point at the face. Do you want to do it on my face so you can see? Maybe. Maybe water. Work. And do a little. Yeah. So I can see that. That, that makes like the the hugest difference. Another key, if you want to, if you want a really really good photo of someone, you want to catch the light in their eye, like you want to see the, the shape of the light in the eyeball. So if they're posing in a way where you can't really see the light, it it doesn't look human, but when you get that the light in the eye, it sparkles and it gives them like this light, you know? So that's interesting. And so this can actually help to do that. So even in your eyeball right now, I can see this and that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's key. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So let's get back to answering some of these questions from the audience. I appreciate you listening to this episode of The Hair Game more than you can believe. Please share it and give us a review so we know how we're doing. Check out our video content on SalonRepublic.com and our Instagram at SalonRepublic. Love you guys.